ML Nation, episode 86. The best training we've had is not in a training. It's during those, those, you know, those car rides, those conversations at dinner, just, you know, just trying to absorb as much as possible. And so because we never stopped putting the information in front of us, um, I believe is, is why, we, why we made it. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a power couple today, Adam and Michelle Carey. Adam and Michelle, are you ready to make it happen? We are super excited. Let's rock and roll, brother. Adam and Michelle Carey are an energetic, fun-loving couple that planted their network marketing roots in their early 20s. The MLM profession has enabled this young couple to both quit their full-time jobs, pay off seven high-balance credit cards, go on multiple vacations a year, and raise a 17-month-old daughter, Hannah Grace, from home. Anna and Michelle have earned and received several awards and recognition from the company for things like all-expense-paid five-star trips, the Pure Energy Award, the Perseverance Award, the number one California recruiter. But their most favorite leadership compliment and recognition came a few years ago when they were chosen to be personally interviewed by John Maxwell on The Law of Sacrifice. This power couple also wrote their first book recently called Don't Be That Guy in Network Marketing. 21 Common Mistakes That Will Label You As That Guy. Adam and Michelle currently live in Northern California and have a commitment to helping families create more time, money, and memories through this amazing profession. So Adam and Michelle, i just given MLM Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Sure, Simon. Thank you so much for that great introduction. Um, well, Adam and I have been married for six years. This February, we'll be celebrating our seventh year of marriage. Um, we do have a daughter, 17-month-old Hannah Grace. She talks a lot and runs around the house, so it's super fun to chase her around. And some of our favorite things we like to do is hiking, camping. We like going out to eat with good friends. Um, perhaps our only vice is our love of ice cream. And we get, our, yeah, we get our adrenaline rush from training and speaking, which is what we absolutely love to do. So the way we got introduced to network marketing, Simon, we'll take you back to the winter of 2007. Uh, to say that Michelle and I were struggling financially would really be an understatement. I received a call from a lady one night asking if I was open to making money. And I said, absolutely. I thought she needed a, a couch moved or a hole dug, and uh, she started to explain the business opportunity over the phone. So when I got the impression that it was a home-based business, um, I got to be honest, I, I wasn't too excited about it. I thought those were for soccer moms with too much time, nothing to do, and I never considered them to really be a legitimate business. So I told the lady no thanks, and I thought that would be the end of it, but she kept rambling on for another 10 minutes before I hung up on her. Uh, Simon, she did call back, but she started yelling in the phone. She's like, I'm your mother. How could you do that to me? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can't hang up on your mom, right? I, yeah, it's, I don't recommend it. It was uh, She was definitely not a happy camper. Um, but I'm grateful that she did call back because no one else in the past eight years has ever approached us with the same company. And after that conversation, we were still a no, but she offered to buy us dinner. And that dinner was about eight years ago. And now we're talking to you. So we found that food is a pretty good uh, recruiting tool. That's how we got introduced. What were, uh, what, were you, what were you doing at that time? Were you struggling financially? How did you get into that mess? And uh, what type of job did you have? So the winter of 2007 was right when the recession started hitting pretty hard. I know California, uh, you live in California, Simon. Um, you know, we got hit pretty hard as well as other states like Florida. I was selling boats for a luxury boat dealer, which had a lot to do with how the economy was doing. When real estate was booming, boat sales were good. Uh, when people are losing jobs in their houses, they don't go and buy a boat. Uh, so we were pretty much, I was out of a job overnight. Michelle was working retail in the mall, and it was just paycheck to paycheck, looking for side jobs, anything we could do to just stay afloat. So uh, we weren't necessarily looking for an opportunity, but an opportunity came looking for us and we're just grateful for that timing that um, we're grateful that we weren't comfortable that we were forced to go out and get uncomfortable so it was uh, perfect timing for us 
So after you got scolded by your mom for hanging up on her, you finally uh, go out to dinner with her. And what made you decide to join? Because you were so close, you, you know, you felt that it was for like these soccer moms. What what made you decide to get started? You know, there's a, a saying that I'm really fond of. It's it's impossible to know what you don't already know. And when you're young and you're in your 20s, you think you know it all. And uh, it's only once you actually take a look at, you know, the offer, the video, the presentation, can you actually make an educated decision. So once we got exposed, it was a no-brainer. I mean, it, you know, we, we obviously needed to make money. We needed to make a change. And um, it just made too much sense. Uh, Michelle and I, neither one of us graduated college either. So we were really, you know, we love people. We love to connect with others. And this just seemed like such a great fit to just let our, our gifts shine and, and um, to be able to leverage the efforts of others and work as a team. And so it just made sense. There, you know, there was no denying it. Were you approached by other uh, companies before or the home-based opportunities before, before your mom had talked to you about this? I've been approached a couple different times. In fact, I, I did get one short stay when I was 18. I, I had no idea anything about business. Um, I was actually moved down to San Diego. I played at the beach more than I went to school or worked. So it, I was a little bit too immature at that time. Um, but it just never really seemed like a real business to me. It just, it, it, I think probably because a lot of people were treating them like hobbies. So I had stuff come my way. Michelle can share her experience as well. But um, I think just because we were in a different season of life, uh, it, it, made, it just sank in a little deeper, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. It's all about getting the right – the timing was perfect for you, and uh, you're open, and you were open to getting educated about it. Now, once you started, um, did you have success pretty quickly, or did you have to go through some challenges? Yeah, I think um, we had a period of time where we did get that initial success right off the bat, and we're excited about that. Our um, big why in the beginning was just to be able to make about $500 a month extra to be able to pay our bills. Um, so, you know, you, you're excited and you get people to join just from your excitement, but then reality really started to set in and we had a lot of, um, mindset barriers that were keeping us from success. You know, I was so fearful of picking up the phone and I was so fearful of rejection and what are people going to think about, you know, me if I approach them with this business. So, um, we definitely had to work out a lot of, um, you know, the mind games that we play on ourselves, you know, and so in the beginning, that was probably the biggest barrier that we had to get past. So a lot of the listeners here, uh, they, either they or they know have downlines that have those same challenges, like, you know, the mindset barriers, like the rejection, mm -hmm. the fear. What would you recommend? I mean, what did you do? How did you get over it? And what would you recommend to them? Well, our mentor, you know, she gave me personally, I remember one day she gave me the book Beach Money. Mm. Um, by Jordan Adler. And I read that book that night and I just, um, you know, I gobbled it up. And it was so refreshing to hear that somebody had all of these fail failures, you know, everything that I was going through, he went through. And um, it was just um, encouraging to see him have the success at the end of the tunnel, you know, and it gave me encouragement. And, you know, I grew up with the notion that failure is not okay. And that to fail, um, you know, it's just if you fail at something, it's not um, something that you're s supposed to do or move forward with, because that's not what you're gifted with. But um, after, you know, reading his book and other books about people that have um, you know, succeeded in, in, you know, network marketing or other business, um, other businesses, I started to realize that failure is all a part of it and just learning from your failures. So I would say the biggest thing for us that changed that whole mindset around was um, we got on a personal development plan where we started to become very intentional about what we are reading. You know, every single month we're reading something new. And with anybody that is on our team or that we mentor, that's um, we put them on a personal development plan because that's the only way I know to be able to change your mindset. I mean, as you know, Simon, once you change your mindset, that's when you change your actions. And when your actions change, that's when your results change. 
Absolutely. So a lot of it was the personal development. It's just the constant motivation, feeding yourself positivity that helped you get over the uh, negative mindset. Absolutely. And also, I stopped watching things that were negative. I stopped reading those scandalous magazines and I stopped watching reality shows or the news because whatever you feed your mind is what's going to manifest in your life. And so it it was not only just um, adding personal development, it was clearing a lot of the Mm. negativity that we're you know, putting ourselves in, um, you know, those negative environments, whether it was uh, friends that weren't good influence, you know, a good influence on us that were negative or cynical about our dreams. You know, we had to, um, you know, stay away from those types of friends. So it was basically just a whole change of lifestyle to where we needed to put ourselves in the environments of people that were encouraging us, people that were challenging us, and also people that were more successful than us. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And the beach uh, in uh, Nation, the book Beach Money, that has been one of the most referred book on the show. Book by Jordan Allen and Jordan Allen himself, who I think was fantastic. Uh, he, we had him as a guest before. I think he was episode 49, I think he was. But uh, definitely go check that episode out and get the book Beach Money. Highly recommend it. Now, Adam and Michelle, let's share a story to the point where it was, I want to know the toughest and the worst moment in network marketing. What is the point that most, 99% of the people will quit? Say, hey, this is not worth it. But somehow you kept going. What was the self-talk that kept you going? And because of that, you learned valuable lessons and you are where you are today. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, with our journey, we ended up joining our business. And then about seven months later, we ended up moving to Texas because our home state was not open, you know, to take on customers. So we ended up moving to Texas. We thought it would, you know, we had it in the bag. We thought success was going to come a lot quicker and that money was just going to be this instant thing, you know. And, um, you know, I shared with you earlier that we had gone, you know, had some of those mindset barriers that were keeping us from success. And, Within the six months of moving to Texas, we ended up only sponsoring about three people into our business, two of which were just really good friends of ours that did us a favor. And so we we're really struggling financially. We we're struggling on our business. And um, we didn't want to go out and get cush jobs because we wanted to stay hungry and we just needed a flexible schedule to be able to go out and, you know, have meetings or build um, in different territories. So, Um, I just remember one morning and it was such, um, you know, one of those crossroads that you find yourself at and we're sitting in front of our mentor's house in our 98 Toyota Camry, which is the squeakiest car that you will ever hear (laughs) driving down the road. And um, I just remember sitting there with Adam, tears were streaming down both of our faces because we're talking about how we needed to make a decision. Um, We needed to either push forward, get over our fears and do the work, or we needed to move back to California. And we just talked about, you know, what kind of jobs would we be going home to? What would we tell all the people that were telling us not to move? Would we tell them and admit to them that they were right? You know what I mean? And so in that moment, we made the decision to stick with it and just push forward with greater intensity. And um, Simon, within that year, we were, able, we were able to promote to our second highest level of our company. Um, not too long after that, we paid off seven large credit cards. And then after a few months after that, we were able to quit both of our full-time jobs. And the biggest lesson that I always contemplate on from that moment is oftentimes when you're closest to your breakthrough, that's when it's hardest to move forward because those opposing forces will do anything to discourage um, or distract you from getting to your breakthrough. And um, I'm just so thankful for that time because it really built character in us. And whenever we mentor or have someone on our team that's having a difficult time in their business, we could honestly 
you know, speak into their lives and tell them that they they have the strength to move forward because we were in that same exact position. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the biggest moment that marked us. And it gives me chills to just think about what if we retreated? You know, what if we would have said, oh, this isn't working, let's move back home? You know, how many lives would we have not touched? How different our life would be. And it's just, you know, those little choices and those moments that we get that really affect the rest of your life. Thank you for sharing that story. I love that story because people ask me what my favorite quote is because on the show, which I'm going to ask you to, what your favorite success quote is. For me, uh, this is a quote I encountered about like 10, 12 years ago was, the temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. That's right. It's an old Chinese proverb. And it's exactly what you know. You two are tempted to quit. Say, forget this Texas thing. Let's go back home where we have all these contacts. And, but you didn't. And, you, and it's awesome. Like right after that decision, boom, that was like your turning point. All this great stuff happened, right? Right. So the temptation, MM Nation, write this down. The temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. And, and the flip side to that is also if you've never been tempted to quit, you probably haven't worked hard enough. Because I'm sure, Adam, Adam, Michelle, you worked really, really hard, and you still felt you got nowhere, right? And that's yeah, what I made mean, you want to quit. Success never comes as fast as you want it to come, and it gets a little discouraging when you're having to sell off personal items to pay a truck payment or a car payment or you know, to get the rent in on time. And it, 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 it just seems like the world's coming down on you. But that's why you you got to stay plugged in. you got to s- stick with the personal development. You've we had a, um, a mentor that told us something that's always stuck with me. It's, he says, you got to see it before you see it or you'll never see it. And um, we, uh, we just stuck to the plan and followed the people that had the success that we wanted and chose to tune everybody else out. And that is so good. Can you repeat that, the see it quote? That's really good. Absolutely. It, it really, it's kind of in line with Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind, but it's you have to see it before you see it or you'll never see it. Mm, really good. ML Nation, that's something you want to write down, or we'll definitely put that in the show notes. And uh, Or hit rewind, the 15-second rewind button on your phone and listen to that again. That's really good stuff from Adam. Now, I know when you two moved to Texas, you didn't really know anyone in Texas, right? You didn't really, it's not like you had that many contacts there, correct? We, we, yeah, and we weren't cowboy fans, and we were, you know, we liked barbecue, <laughs> but that's about the only common interest we had. So you didn't have many friends there. So what was the turning point? What was the aha moment, or what happened that made you – like, so you didn't quit. You decided to go back into business. What's the turning point that made – I mean, obviously, the turning point, the mindset was you didn't quit. That built character. But what happened that allowed your business to really explode and take off? Well, first I want to say the aha moment for us at Network Marketing was actually when we – or for you know Network Marketing, our company, came in early 2008 when we took a 10-day trip to Texas. We went to visit Texas. We never had um, any thought of moving there, but it was during that 10-day trip – where we actually went to our first live meeting. Uh, We went to the corporate office. We met the leadership. And we realized that this business deserved more than just hobby effort. And it was one of those particular uh, days that an upline business partner that I had never met, he actually treated me to a hockey game in the middle of the week, which I thought was awesome. He was about two years older than me. He drove a nice car. He bought me lunch. And he just wanted to get to know me. And Simon, what blew me away was how calm he was. He just had a peace on his life that I didn't have. You know, he wasn't living crazy. He wasn't flashy. He was extremely humble. He still is today. He's one of our top income earners. And uh, he just worked hard and he was enjoying the fruits of his labor. And so um, on, on the other hand, you had me. I was a double-decker stress sandwich, just, you know, worried about paying bills. And I think I repelled people because I looked desperate. You know, desperation's not a, a, a good uh, trait to have. And it just hit me that that, that day with belief that, that if he could do it, we could do it. You know, to see somebody that was that was of the younger generation that had already made it really comforted us. And I figured if we followed what he did, we could have the same results. So that was before we moved. When we moved, we I guess what just kept us going was we went to everything. We went to every training. We went to every meeting. We we did not have um, much of a social life outside of our company and out. But it was really it didn't really matter because we were having so much fun surrounding ourselves with the people within that company. You know, we couldn't afford to to go out to eat after the meetings when we moved, but we could go get an iced tea or a water and just, you know, those conversations across the dinner table after the meetings 
just asking questions, listening and learning and observing, that's some of the best uh, training that you could ever get. The best training we've had is not in a training. It's during those, those, you know, those car rides, those conversations at dinner, just, you know, just trying to absorb as much as possible. And so because we never stopped putting the information in front of us, um, I believe is, is why, we, why we made it. You know, we, we just we made the commitment one time and we never wavered from it, although you know, we you know, weathered many, many storms. Um, we're, just, uh, we're thankful that, you know, for, for, for the opportunity. And you put up a really good point that most distributors don't realize. And you just said it. The most important training is actually not the training. Right, the most important training is the informal gatherings. It's like, uh, like you said, the car ride when you're actually with the leader talking, or like afterwards the uh, the meal, the lunch, or the dinner, or grab. You know, those are the best trainings. And I think a big mistake a lot of distributors, and even at convention, right? Like when you sit at a convention, you may learn a lot at the sessions, but the real trainings are at the gatherings. And I think a lot of the mistakes that distributors made, and then it's a good thing you didn't make it, was that they go to the trainings and afterwards they go home because they can't afford it. But they, so they wouldn't do the extra mile. They wouldn't go the extra mile that you did. You buy it, even though you couldn't afford the food. You buy an iced tea just to sit there. Because I know in my journey, all the biggest lessons I learned weren't actually at the training. Was the training after? Was like the training after the training, or the meeting after the meeting that happened? Exactly. Yeah. If you're the type of person that comes late or when the event starts, and you're out the door when the event ends. Uh, you probably don't have the relationships you need and the support you need to take your business where it needs to go. So you just you just got to leave your schedule open for that. You're going to have to sacrifice some some birthdays, some family gatherings. I mean, family for us is priority number one. But if you sacrifice now, you can enjoy the fruits of your labor later, and um, it's it's so worth it. So definitely, highly recommend it. Now let's share another story. Take us through a time that you consider your proudest moment in network marketing. Um, I'll share that one, Simon. Um, I think the proudest moment, or I would say season, is when we had our, our um, daughter, Hannah. Um, and I want to start, you know, back to where I was pregnant with her. And Adam was able to come with me to every single doctor's appointment. And he really made it special for me um, every time we went. And it was so exciting. And then, you know, after she was born, I, I remember just sitting there with her, you know, rocking her in my arms in our rocking chair. And I realized that she was going to have a totally different life and that I, um, we were going to be able to be with her and be highly involved in her life and just create quality memories with her and really be able to influence and speak into her life and, um, and that I wouldn't ever have to have that day where I'm, I'm dreading going back to work and I have to leave her. And I, I've, feel for so many moms that are out there when they come out of that three month, you know, maternity leave period, and they're looking at their baby and the next day they have to go back to work. And that's not what they want to do. And, and like my proudest moment was just, you know, knowing that, you know, I had that option. And it was very powerful for me to very like, sit there and think about that and just think about her life that's ahead of her. Mm, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, Nothing, you know, nothing can replace that feeling of being with the kids at home. It's, you know, it's just wish more people could, if people really could go through what you, you go through on a, on a, like a 24 hour basis, especially the network marketing, uh, people who are in network marketing, I think you will all work a lot, lot harder because the, you know, the joy of being around your kid, nothing can replace that. Right. And, you know, life is so short and kids grow up so fast and, you know, we, we're all about just having the options and the freedom to make as much memories with the people that you love. And that's what's important. That's what you're going to remember at the end of your life. So that's what's near and dear to our heart. What's the one thing that excites, excites you the most about network marketing now? I'll uh, answer this one. We're both on the same page. Uh, what excites us the most right now about network marketing is just the level of professionalism that it's getting elevated to. There's a lot of advocates out there like you, Simon, you know, putting this podcast together for everybody in the network marketing community that just adds value to everybody. I think there's there's a unity that's coming together right now that's that that the industry has never had. You know, that we don't have to cannibalize each other and bash each other's companies. And that's one of the reasons that we felt compelled to write that book. 
don't be that guy in network marketing is is we want people to truly have a guide of etiquette and you know one of the chapters talks about not bashing competitors and other companies and you know there's enough out there we need to all rally together if we if we want to get the respect network marketing deserves we're going to have to come together as a community and i see that happening eric worry is i mean he's a phenomenal advocate we're a huge fan of his work as well and um that's by far what excites us is because there's undeniable success that, that the network marketing industry is making, and it's time that we, we get the respect. And so if we're going to do that, we've got to rally together. Absolutely. That's why, I mean, that's why the show is called MLM Nation, because we are really together, all one nation, one group. It's not like your company versus this company. We're all in the same profession. And uh, if one company, a couple companies go down, we're all going down a little bit. If we all do well, everyone does well. Think about this, right, MLM Nation? If... You know, more companies did better, you wouldn't be getting the pyramid or the oh, this is MLM objection, right? So the more people do well, it's, it's like uh, Adam and Michelle say, it's better for everyone. So, and the more people that, that stop trying this business and just do it. We have too many. It's too easy to get in, too, too easy to get in and too easy to get out. And so one of the ways we're going to elevate that too is from people just trying our business. They need to commit and stick with it. And that, so that's, that's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah, because I think it's the belief. If more people do well, they won't be just trying. They'll be more committed to it. Exactly. Now, uh, you just re- recently came out this book, Don't Be That Guy in Network Marketing. And I know... Uh, ML Nation, you could go to you know YouTube or Facebook. They have some pretty funny videos up there, uh, and uh, you know Adam, you and Michelle, both of you are decent actors, so actresses. <laughs> so it's pretty you. funny. The videos are pretty funny. So that book, don't be that guy. Network marking twenty one common mistakes that will label you as that guy. So talk a little bit about the book, what your goal is, and what the book's about. Well, our, you know, huge desire is just to be able to elevate the image of our profession. And so basically what the book is, is just a funny angle on all of our mistakes that we made. Um, The subtitle of the book is the 21 common mistakes that will label you as that guy. And so we just, you know, not all of the mistakes are ours, um, but most of them are. And we just, you know, highlight those and we have lessons in there on how to do it professionally. And basically, this is basically what the book's about. And, you know, it's really geared towards someone that is, um, new to the profession of network marketing or maybe someone that's been in network marketing but hasn't experienced success or breakthrough. And basically, it's just a guide to help them avoid the unnecessary rejection that comes from doing things that people label as that guy. You know, I we believe that if people were informed of these pitfalls or mistakes that are very common, you know, some of them are taught from, you know, leadership and it's just, you know, passed down. Um, and then some of it is you would think it's common sense, but it actually creates, um, you know, the opposite effect. And so if we could just teach people to avoid these common mistakes, teach them how to showcase themselves more professionally. We believe that people are going to experience less rejection. We can't eliminate rejection completely, but we could definitely alleviate it. And if they experience less rejection when they first start their business, they're going to stick it out. You know, they're I think rejection is the biggest thing that takes people out of this business. And so if we could just equip people um, with this knowledge, I mean, it kind of is like etiquette, you know, Simon, like, are you a golfer? No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so there's certain etiquette that's unspoken, like it's not trained, but when you go to a golf course, there's etiquette that you need to follow. For example, you're not going to talk in someone's backswing, um, or you're the golfer, Adam. What else? Well, yeah, just your shadow's not on their ball. You're marking your divots. You're you're doing all the unspoken things that aren't necessarily taught, but you learn as you go. And if you if you just go out and do it, you're going to upset a lot of people. And so that's what we write about is there's unspoken etiquette in network marketing that you just need to know. And if nobody – it's it's stuff that's not really taught in front of the room. Um, and so the bottom line is if we would have had this information eight years ago, we would have less uh, – 
less bad experiences, but they're, you know, obviously they're learning experiences and it would have saved a lot of relationships. You know, it would have saved a few restraining orders, just kidding, but it would have saved (laughs) less people dodging us because we upset them. And it's funny now that people know what we do and we're training on etiquette. Uh, We were at a church meeting last night and the word just got out about our book. And so everybody's coming up to us that's not in the industry and they're all sharing their horror stories of, of, of how people approach them and dupe them and trick them. And, and um, so it's been a great learning lesson too. You know, without giving away the book, what is some of this etiquette? Um, for example, our chapters are basically split up into the etiquette. And so we made these characters to be able to paint the picture of what not to do. So for example, um, we have the motor mouth, you know, do you have anyone that's so excited about their opportunity that they just talk people right out of joining the business because they just keep talking and talking and trying to explain it. Um, And then we also have a chapter on the social media spammer. Um, You know, do you get on Facebook and see everybody posting their links and making all these commercials about their business, which, you know, a lot of people unfriended us when we were doing that in the beginning. Um, And then we also have, you know, the snake oil salesman just making claims about your product or even um, over-exaggerating income. Um, People are just, when, when people are approached in that way, they just instantly have their defenses up and their walls up and they mistrust that information. So those are just kind of the things that we talk about. Also the prospect thief, you know, we talk about not stealing each other's prospects or trying to, um, you know, take people's teams away to go to your company. Uh, So those are just some of the chapters that we talk about and the etiquette points that we address. Really good stuff. And while you're, Saying that, you know, mentioning those uh, etiquette, I definitely know many, come across many, many people that make those mistakes. And even today, believe it or not, I was just checking my Facebook this morning. Someone posted, I couldn't believe someone actually posted this. I don't even know if this person, how did this person became my friend? I'm like, embarrassed this person <laughs> appeared in my news feed. I, I unfriended this person immediately. And I don't, I, I normally I don't, don't, I mean, there's only two rules why I unfriend someone. Number one, if they invite me to play a game which I think that's a total waste of time. I don't want to associate with that person. I'm sorry I offended anyone on the show. But second is like posting stupid stuff like, hey, if you want to find a way to beat cancer, message, text me. I'm like, come on, you know. And I, the guy's probably in some network marketing trying to make some claim that a product's going to do this and do that. So right. definitely the, the social media, whatever you call that person, is awful. Right. We actually had a private message from someone. We both got a private message in our uh, separate accounts, but she had three links to three different companies that she was pitching. One, we never knew her. Um, You know, that was her very first message to us, which that's not what you want to do. And then three companies that she's trying to pitch us to either join or buy a product. And um, yeah, so that was just a perfect opportunity to say, hey, have you heard of this book? <laughs> yeah, one of the things we're aiming to do is, is there's, there's some awkward conversations that you don't really want to have with your team, such as personal hygiene. You know, it's hard to pull your, your distributors, your consultants aside and say, hey, let's talk about your breath. And, and your, oh, you stink. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're killing everybody. You need a shower. <laughs> you're repelling them away. It's game over. There's, so, no, there's a reason why no one sits in your corner in the meetings. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's sitting up front and you sit in the back. So just let us have those awkward conversations for you um, by putting the book in their hands. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, you know, and there are people still like messaging on my Facebook page, like MLM Nation page, and without even saying anything about the show, just stop pitching me about the, you know, oh you're so good, wish you can be part of my business. I'm like, gosh, mm-hmm. you know, don't please you know, take like at least a minute to get to know me a little bit better. Do you do you, know, do you even know what I'm doing with MLM Nation? But they just pitch. So that person, whoever you're doing that, you need to get this book. Which, so I'm going to ask you, Adam, Michelle, if, if the listeners want to get the book, where, where, where can they get a copy of this? Well, we recommend just going to our uh, website, which is adamandmichellecarry.com. And Michelle's with two L's. Carry is C-A-R-E-Y.com. Uh, we're in the process of um, officially launching it on Amazon and Reader's Legacy. And so depending on when this podcast gets out, it may be on there by then. It may not. But uh, we do have some copies available already, so just go to adamandmichellecarry.com, and there should be an update on there. As we go to the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brains, okay? And these are short answers. Could be 
So what's one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated each one of you? Uh, mine is discipline your disappointments. And mine is true riches are what's left when all the money is gone. That is a good one because we all know a lot of people make a lot and then they spend a lot. That's good. Um, what's one habit that's helped you become successful? My habit is my commitment and consistency to personal development. Uh, for me, it's just the ability to connect with people, gather people, and uh, just uh, build a community. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? That's my favorite question. And uh, Michelle and I are going to both be on the same page again with this one. Best advice we've ever received uh, is has everything to do with identity. Uh, Michelle and I are Christians. We love Jesus with all our heart. Everything we do, we want to have kingdom impact. And so when I talk about identity, I'm talking about knowing who you are and whose you are. So when I gave my life to the Lord and had the revelation that I was a son and that uh, a son of God and that his thoughts for me outnumbered the grains of sand in the entire world and every thought was for my welfare. Simon, nothing else really mattered to me anymore. You know, I, I no longer cared what other people thought. I wasn't living my life for them. I was living for Christ. And there's a quote that's always stuck with me. I think it's powerful. And it's, if you live by the praise of people, you will die by their criticism too. And I think there's a lot of people in the world just trying to gain their identity from stuff or a position, a title, a promotion, or maybe a house, a car. And the problem is that just never satisfies. And so it's only once you learn to love yourself and you believe what God actually says about you, uh, in our opinion, that's when you can actually live a life of freedom. So there's just two quick keys uh, keys that I want to share that we believe are needed to be successful in life. And that's to live unashamed and to live unoffended. Uh, I think people need to learn to live unashamed of who they are. Stop apologizing uh, about what you believe, the company you represent, the network marketing profession. Uh, just to sum it up, you know, just be proud. And the second is to live unoffended by people. You can only live unoffended by people if you don't gain your identity from them. And so if you just choose to love people no matter what, uh, extend grace and just truly you know, be free. We believe that that's by far the best advice we could give and that we've ever received. That's fantastic advice. and actually one of the best answers to the show we've ever had. So thank you. You're welcome. What is your favorite prospecting tool that you use? So say someone's interested, do you uh, sit down with them, use a magazine, do you use a newsletter, do you do a flip chart, or do you do a webinar or send them a link to the online video? What do you prefer? Um, we prefer using a five-minute video. Um, basically, we like doing that because it sorts faster, and we always you know, tell people within five minutes, you'll know if you want to learn more. So it's easier to ask someone if they have you know, if we'll, they will invest five minutes with you rather than an hour at a meeting or 20 minutes on, a, on the extended video. So that five-minute video has really helped us. What's one of your favorite apps or online resources? Do you have like an Evernote or a Dropbox or a, a phone app that you could recommend to our listeners? I like my Kindle app just so I could have you know my books at my fingertips wherever I am. Uh, for me, it's podcasts and YouTube. I constantly have something on, whether it's a, a talk, a sermon, a, a, a leadership you know podcast, or or even just music. The type of you know, we talked a lot about the things that. We're feeding ourselves. So um, pretty simple, but podcasts and YouTube. Now, aside from your book, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, hands down, the, the Bible, but specifically the John Maxwell Leadership Bible. That thing is intense. Uh, John pulls out all types of leadership lessons. Uh, he expounds on them, and it makes it very relevant to today. So highly recommend that. And MLM Nation, I know you love audio, so you can get amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Now, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? We are ready. (laughs) Before we go to the million-dollar question, MLM Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. 
I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar, where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts from ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and give me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So, so here are some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. There's three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Okay, Adam and Michelle, here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you don't have your friends, your mother, your neighbors. You didn't know anyone. You are kind of like an alien went to another planet, but they spoke English. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? The first thing I would do is I would open up my laptop, connect to Wi-Fi, and go on to meetup.com and find groups that share, you know, my hobbies and interests such as uh, salsa dancing, um, dinner groups, or improv groups. And I would go to those events, just build relationships, get some friends, ask a lot of questions, and uncover people's problems and offer our network marketing um, business as solutions to many of those problems. Uh, anything from you, Adam? Um, we're on the same page, you know, except for the salsa dancing. I'd rather just <laughs> salsa. We, uh, we're really big on just building relationships. You know, if we're out and about, we run into people that we don't, we're never going to see again. We will approach them if, if the timing's right, but we would rather get to know them first, ask questions and, and we just put ourselves in their position. If people are just coming at us with just a business, it doesn't seem very genuine, doesn't seem very sincere. So we found that some of our best, uh, leaders in our business, we met by doing things that we love. For me, it's mountain biking, it's camping, it's fishing, um, you know, anything outdoors. And, and typically those are people that like to take action. So, um, yeah, just finding people that are like-minded. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Uh, words of advice for me, I would just say, um, got this from one of our mentors, is just to make the decision one time. You know, um, nobody ever changed the world by being lukewarm. So be all in or, or get out of the pool and um, just know that you're, you're, you know, you're no mistake. You know, you were... You were created for such a time as this. Um, the opportunity was brought to you for a reason. You have a purpose. 
and you have a calling on your life and you can truly make an impact on others. And so just put the focus on other people, try to add value to people and um, don't waver from, uh, from your mission. Uh, best way to get in touch with us, we would recommend just going to our website. Um, it just ha- it's not our, our company website. It's just we offer different – we have a blog and different training. But all of our social media um, connections are on there as well. So, again, that's just adamandmichellecarry.com. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Adam and Michelle Carey. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Adam or Michelle at the search bar, and the show notes will pop right up. Or the links, the links to the book that uh, we talked about, the um, Adam and Michelle's contact info will, will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Adam and Michelle, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks again, Adam and Michelle. God bless you, too. Thank you Thank so you much, Simon. Simon. ML Nation, I really enjoyed talking to the power couple there, Adam and Michelle Carey. And I love it because you know the thing that really got in me was the Chinese proverb I talked about. The temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. And I really was serious about that. If you never thought about quitting, having tempt to quit, um, you probably haven't worked hard enough. You haven't gone all out. And you really takes go out. And, you know, Adam and Michelle, they talk about, you know, they won the Perseverance Award. They got interviewed by John Maxwell by the Law of Sacrifice, talking about that. And they did that. They lived in California, moved to Texas, because their company wasn't even open in California, had to go to Texas to do it. And they gave up everything to get outside the comfort zone, go there. And there was a totally new background. They went there thinking they would make money fast. And again, like, we always think that, right? Go and, and Adam brought up a great lesson. was like, success never happens as quickly as you think it is. There's always a lot of other things going on. And normally, when you see someone, I'm telling you, if you see someone that's become successful very fast, you also never saw all the hard work that they've done previously. And what I mean by that is like, even someone, well, number one, some people have been in network marketing before. So they easily can go to another company and grow really quickly, right? Another thing is, even if someone never did network marketing, they were probably in a career or they were in the community or the profession where they gave back a lot. They were adding value. Maybe they spent a whole year, like 20 years of their life networking. Maybe not network marketing, but networking, doing community, volunteering, helping, helping, helping people, contributing back, making an impact. So of course, when they join, you know, oh, they can be reach a top rank in six months. Yeah. But you don't realize the 20 years of them working, really working, providing value. So it really isn't uh, like a quick success. Uh, and network marketing, I mean, it's not quick, but yes, comparable to working 40 years at a job, that, yeah, compared to that, it is quicker. But um, another thing I wanted, so getting back to the uh, temptation to quit, you know, every, when I share the story, you know, back in the Malaysia market, we I, I helped open the Malaysia market for my company back like over 10 years ago. You know, I was... We had so many delays opening there because things that I couldn't control where I was about to quit. I spent, invested time, money going there. I, I was going back there like every three, four months. You know, it was, effect, it was affecting so many things in my personal life too. But, and I was like, hey, forget this market. Let me go. But just when I was about to give up and, and I did it, that's when the market opened up and boom, my business really took off. So the temptation to quit is greatest when success is around the corner. Just remember the lesson from Adam and Michelle. And their commitment to personal development. They have a personal development plan, right? Uh, Whatever they are weak on, focus on that. So if you're weak on prospecting, focus on it. All your personal development should be in that area. So having a personal development plan. Get rid of the negative. Like get rid of the TV, the radio, the news, the negative people that are sucking you dry. Get rid of that, okay, because it's costing you money. Another thing uh, that was really good is you can't be, you know, you have to be unashamed and unoffended. Right? Don't be ashamed of what you do. You should be loud and proud like me. Loud and proud like all these people who have had an ML Nation because we're in an awesome profession. And the second thing is we don't be offended by what people think. Right? At the same time, don't be affected by what people think of you. Right? Because then your identity, it's like Adam says, based on what others' opinions are. You have your own identity. You know who you are. You are an entrepreneur. You are an MLM distributor. You know what you want to do. Do something. You want to achieve more things in life than other people do. So don't let the other people who don't understand that journey affect you. Don't worry about their rejection. Don't worry about the lack of understanding. Don't worry about the haters. Don't worry about the negativity because they don't understand you. They are thinking in a total different mindset. But you are thinking like a winner. You are an entrepreneur. 
the last thing I want to end is, um, you know, Adam brought up a really great, just a really good nugget that most people don't realize is the most important training is normally the informal training. And if you're a team, if you're a leader, you have a team, right? The best trainings often are not actually when you're sitting, standing up on stage or standing in front of a room training. It's when you go out with your leaders. And I know for me, my best trainings are always like having dinner with my leaders. When I had dinner with my leaders, when I go out there, lunches or get togethers. Uh, I mean, that's the best time because people are not, not, number one, people don't like to be in a classroom, right? Because sitting there brings back lectures, seminars, conferences, they get bored. So immediately in a bad environment where I mean, I'm not saying training is not important. It's important. You got to get them there. But the real, tra- and that's, that may give them like 30, 50%, but the real, the nuggets, the real take home is when you actually, it's informal because people are more relaxed and more open. And every time, I know for me, when I learned, when I went to my company convention, every big, biggest nugget aha moment was when I was hanging out with leaders at night, at the bar, at the lounge, or at dinners, a team, big other galaxy, where other leaders would go. And I'll, 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 crash and just go there, see what they're doing, and just eavesdrop and hear what they say, that was probably the biggest nuggets uh, that I had in my So if you have limited time, I'm telling you, don't just leave the trainings early. Find out what the leaders are doing afterwards. They tag along. If you have two hours, then... You know, I'm not telling you to be late. If you only have two hours because you have to take care of your son, take care of your kids, I know kids are important, then show up for the training later and spend the extra hour networking with the leaders afterwards, networking with the other groups, the informal, the gatherings. Those are the best trainings. Okay, and I can go on and on about that, but I think you get the point. But anyway, super fantastic show. Thanks to Adam and Michelle. Go get their book. Okay, go get the book. Add, you know, go to the website. It's on the show notes page. Go to mlmnation.net. Just type in Adam and Michelle. Adam, or you can type in Michelle. It'll pop right up. Adam Michelle Carey. And uh, if you like this, make sure you leave a re- review on iTunes or Stitcher. Those are really important. And the last thing is, if you've, you know, you're proud and allowed to be a network marketing professional like me, share this with others. Like Adam said, we're in this together. You know, it's not this company versus that company. If one company, big company goes down, we're all going down, okay? The real competitors are FTC. The real competitors are laziness. The real competitors are distractions like video games, TV, that distract our downlines from prospecting and becoming successful instead of sabotaging themselves. That is the competitors, not other companies. So um, if you like the show, share it with your downlines, share it with your uplines, share it with your friends, share it with prospects. It's just, uh, and you know what? Just give and you'll feel better about yourself. And that's one of the things I've learned. The more you give, the more you get back. So I love doing this, and I thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, I'm going to set, sign off here, but remember, we're in the profession to help others. So again, thanks, Adam Michelle, for what you Adam Michelle Carey, thank you for what you do. And remember, we're in the profession to help others, so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.